Welcome to the Becoming You podcast. I'm your host, Megan, a mindset coach passionate about helping you feel empowered to be your most authentic and confident self. In these episodes, you can expect to find raw and honest solo conversations, practical tips, inspiring interviews and insights that will cover topics like self-awareness, self-development, anxiety, health, and so much more. If you're ready to take back ownership of your life and feel confident to step into who you truly are, then this podcast is for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Becoming You podcast. On today's episode, I wanted to talk about the roller coaster that is the healing journey and how we often have that thought, and I know that I do, where you're like, fuck, I thought I healed that, right? When you've done some inner work, when you've got to the root of some problems and you think, yeah, like that's good now, right? That That's moved through. I've got rid of that limiting belief. That wound is no longer able to be triggered. I'm healing. And then something happens, something triggers you, and it makes you fall back into those old patterns of behavior. It makes you feel things that you think, wow, I thought that I'd move past this. And then you generally feel like, what the fuck is happening? Because I thought I'd done the work and now this thing's coming up to show me that there's more work to be done. And honestly, that can feel really overwhelming and it can feel like it's a never ending journey. And I hate to break it to you, but that is the truth. It is a never ending journey and this is the roller coaster. This is life. And in the beginning, when I started on this self-development journey, I was in this place of everything feeling really hard, really not knowing who I was, having a generally negative outlook on the world, right? And so when I was looking to heal, I actually wanted to fix things. I was like, I'm broken. I need to be fixed. And at some point I'll be healed. There's going to be a destination. There's going to be an end, And it's just not the way things work. And the more healing that I do, the more I realize this to be the absolute truth that you can heal something and you can do some work and you can grow and you can evolve, right? I actually believe that we are evolving every single day. Sometimes we just don't recognize it, but you can grow and evolve and things are still going to come up. I use this phrase, new level, new devil, because every time you sort of move through something, you move through a belief, something else hits you. And that's the gift, right? That's like the lesson. And when you look at it in that perspective and you look at it as like a teacher, you start to feel a little bit better about the fact that this shit is going to continue to happen. This is life. So these things usually come up when we we lose something, right? Maybe we lose a job or we have a fallout with a friend or a family member or we go through a breakup, right? Something happens in our lives that, that emotionally triggers a past thought or feeling, a past pattern of behavior. And it brings up these emotions of anger or hurt or jealousy or even resentment and we can be like wow I thought that that was healed I thought that shit was put to bed and it's not and for me 
this really came up when I went through my heartbreak earlier on in this year. It brought up all of those wounds. It brought up all the things that I thought that were at a place of peace that I thought were healed. And it just literally cracked me open. So in the relationship that I was in, I'd gone into that relationship quite anxiously attached. So obviously we have different attachment styles and I have a whole episode on attachment styles. So if you're interested in learning more, go and listen to that episode. But I went into this relationship pretty anxiously attached. So um, this stemming from this fear of abandonment, that's essentially what is at the core of an anxious attachment style. And it meant that I wanted to resolve things in the moment, right? I wanted to talk things out. I didn't want to give the other person that space to breathe because I was like, wow, if they have that space to breathe, they're going to leave me. And I really worked on that. And I felt by the end of the relationship, I was pretty secure. Secure is where we want to be. It's where healthy relationships, healthy conscious relationships can live. And it means that it's two people coming together, really secure in themselves and being able to navigate their own stuff without, I suppose, projecting it for the most part onto the other person and really understanding that we all operate in different ways. So by the end of the relationship, I'd really worked through a lot of stuff and I felt pretty secure. I was like, I don't feel anxious anymore, (laughs) right? Like I feel really good about myself and I don't feel this need to manage or like control or I'm not fearful that this person's going to leave me, right? These were all the thoughts that I had. And then this person left me. And like I said, I was cracked open. Suddenly, all of that shit that I thought I'd healed, all of those feelings of not being good enough, being abandoned not being lovable, they came to the surface. They were, they were apparent. And I was like, fuck, I thought I'd healed this, right? And what do we do in these moments when these things come up for us? When we feel like we've taken a step back, we often judge and shame ourselves. I shouldn't feel this, right? I've done so much work. I'm a coach for God's sake. I shouldn't feel like I failed. I shouldn't feel like... I'm super angry about this. I shouldn't feel like I've been abandoned. I shouldn't need to seek reassurance from people. I should have my shit together. And the problem with shaming ourselves and living in this world of shoulds is that you are denying reality and you're denying your own emotions that are here to literally tell you what needs loving attention. And so in the beginning, there was a lot of judgment for myself being like, this is not rational, this is ridiculous, I'm ridiculous, alongside of all of these thoughts of, wow, he left me because I'm not good enough. What could I have done better? I'm the problem. See, people always leave me. How can I trust somebody? That's when we find the walls go back up, right? Something happens and we're like, no, okay, well, that didn't work out. So I'm now just going to put all my walls back up and not going to let anybody get in again because clearly it doesn't work. Clearly it always ends this way. That's a really dangerous space to be in. And fortunately, I didn't let myself in this instance fall into that trap of closing my heart. I actually kept my heart open even through the heartbreak. 
And in some of these moments, I felt like I'd gone back in time. It was like I was watching myself feel these things, but I wasn't in my own body, which is sometimes called dissociating. It was like I was experiencing the world as my teenage self or my self in my early 20s. And suddenly I'd gone back. I'd gone back in time and I was operating from that place. And in that part of my life, that version of me was incredibly insecure, lacked self-worth, had no confidence, attracted men that needed fixing. I needed to be needed because I didn't feel enough of value just being who I was. So I needed to find people that I could fix, that needed me. And I could feel myself falling back into it. And it was really interesting to witness with this new level of awareness that actually I don't have to live in that story. I can witness it and I can feel it and I should allow it, but I don't have to continue it. This is often the trap we fall into as well because we think, well, I thought I'd healed that thing and I haven't. So now I'm just that past version of me, right? Well, clearly I've gone backwards. Clearly I'm a fraud, I'm not who I thought I was because I cannot get over this thing or this has come back up for me. What a failure I am. And the thing about healing is we do it in layers. We are complex beings. (laughs) And the impact of our trauma, the impact of our past experience plays out in these situations. It really shows up in these challenging situations, especially if we haven't addressed the trauma. If we haven't gone to the root of that abandonment wound or that feeling of not being good enough, it will absolutely play out in these moments. So we have to go back to the root. We have to be able to heal that from that place. And even then it's still going to show up, but it's going to show up with less potency. And that's what I've found for myself. I think it's really important as well to not underestimate the growth that you have had up to this point, just because something throws you off just because something comes back up for you just because something feels painful that doesn't mean you get to discredit the growth and the work that you have done up to now this is where self-compassion and kindness really comes in because you can hold both I talk about duality quite a lot in my world you can hold both You can hold the feelings of not being good enough that are triggered by something that happens in your life. And you can hold that feeling of, I love myself and it's okay. And I am going to get through this and it is going to feel better because it's temporary, right? You can feel really disappointed and hurt in one area of your life in relation to one person or one thing. And you can feel such gratitude and joy and happiness with something else in your life. We're never just ruled by one thing. And I think that's really powerful to recognize and be aware of because we do get to choose where we put our focus, what we decide to bring more attention to. Where focus goes, energy flows. So if you get so bogged down in the fact that this thing, this belief, this wound has come back up for you, and you're the worst human being and you can't believe it and it's so shameful and you're such a failure, if you focus on that, that is only going to get bigger. That wound is going to get bigger and it's going to start to swallow you up. And it is eventually going to take you back to a version that you're no longer, right? That you're not meant to be anymore. But if you can witness the wound, if you can witness the pain, 
and you can feel it. And even there might be a little bit of shame, there might be a little bit of judgment, and that's okay, but witness that for what it is. Witness the shame outside of yourself. Witness how you are shaming that part and be able to look at the other parts of you too. Be able to say, this is not all there is and I'm going to get through it and it's temporary. And I think that's one of the biggest things for me that I've really noticed in my life where the difference is, like where the growth is. And I think I've spoken about this before. So in the past... When I was in the depths of something, let's say it's heartbreak because it's very on topic, and I was broken, I would feel like there was nothing else in the world. Like I could not see past that moment. It was all encompassing. It's all that I had and I felt absolutely drowning. I felt like I was drowning in that thing. And that was really difficult to navigate. Now, when I'm in the depths of something, So when I was in the depths of this heartbreak and I was absolutely sobbing on the bathroom floor, really in it, absolutely feeling all the things, all of the things of I'm not good enough, I've been abandoned, like I can't believe this has happened, like there was still a part of me in the back of my mind that was going, this is temporary and at some point you will not feel this way and look at all the other things you have in your life. Look at the beautiful friends that you have. Look at your support system. Look at the work that you get to do with other people. Think about the things that bring you joy. I was able in that moment and I'm able in those deep moments to know that it will end and to know that it will get better. And that's powerful because there's that glimmer of hope. That part of you that goes, we've got this. We have got this. It's been one of the most transformational things for me. And on that, I want to say that if you go through something, you're in a challenge and and it's all coming up for you, and the thought is that you've gone backwards, I want you to know that you can never go backwards. You will never be the version that you are today ever again. I believe we're constantly evolving every single day. So even if the same wound comes up again for you in six months, 12 months, three years time, you've never gone backwards because you have had experiences from that point that have shaped you, that have evolved you, that have meant that you're never gonna see it in the same lens as you are right now. So perspective is massive. And when we're in the middle of this, this is a really interesting thing. When you have something come up for you and you're like, oh my God, not this again. I thought I'd healed it. The fact that you have that awareness is growth within itself. (laughs) The noticing of that pattern and the noticing of the behavior and the thoughts that come up for you, that's growth in itself. That is evolution. That is awareness. So here are a couple of things you can do to support yourself on this healing journey when something comes up, because it fucking will, because I don't care who you are, at some point, a challenge is going to arise for you and you're going to experience something that you thought you had healed. So the first thing is to create safety in your body because if you don't have that, everything else is going to feel more challenging. So in these moments especially, we want ways that we can bring ourselves back into rest and digest, right? So we want want ways we can bring ourselves back into the parasympathetic nervous system as opposed to being in fight or flight, which is what happens when we get triggered, okay? 
We might even be living in chronic fight or flight and that's a problem in itself. The number one thing to do in general is to regulate your nervous system, but we want to be able to get ourselves back into rest and digest. And this predominantly comes through our breath. So if you are in a moment where you get triggered by something and you feel it in your body because you know that you get those sensations, whether it's anger, frustration, hurt, jealousy, there is a feeling in your body, whatever that is for you, right? You'll know. That's your nervous system kicking in. So what you can do in these moments is slow the breath down. It's about getting present and literally focusing on the breath. So this might look like breathing in for four counts, holding for seven counts, and having a long exhale for eight counts, as long an exhale as you can. This is what brings us back into rest and digest. So if you can do three of those, mm, let me tell you, game changer. Another thing that you can do, another breathing technique that you can do in these moments, I actually did this yesterday because I got in the ocean and it was really fucking cold and um, there was some jellyfish and I was not a fan of that. So I did this one. You breathe in through your nose, like as much as you can, and then you breathe right at the top, you breathe in again, and then you exhale through your mouth as long as you can. So it sounds like... Really making sure that your, um, your belly is expanding on the inhale and it's dropping back on the exhale. Right, we want to be breathing from our belly, not from our chest, because when you're breathing from your chest, that's putting you in fight or flight. So, honestly, even implementing that in those moments is fucking powerful. Do three of those breaths and you're going to feel better. Another thing that I do for myself is journaling. Now, everybody says this journal, this and that, and some people are like, yeah, but I don't really, I don't vibe with it, I don't like journaling. Let me tell you, it's a fucking game changer. So, you can. You can proactively journal or you can reactively journal, right? I'm a proactive journaler. That means I basically do it on a daily basis um, to get my thoughts out on a page. And it really works for me and it always has worked for me. But I understand that not everybody's like that. You have to find the thing that works for you. However, reactive journaling is when something's happened, something's come up and you are choosing to journal about that thing, right? You're choosing in that moment to get those things out on the page. So when something happens to me, and again, let's use the breakup as the example, I had all these thoughts, all these feelings, whatever coming up for me. So it was like, right, what is the story I'm telling myself right now about this situation and about who I am? And I'd write that out. What are the stories? Because remember, most of these thoughts are programmed thoughts that we've had again and again, and they're not the truth. That's why I say stories. What are the stories I'm telling myself? The second question is, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it in my body? Right? Like, what are the actual emotions I'm feeling? So this is a time to connect in, be still, connect with the body, and really listen to what's coming up, and really feel about the sensations. So you can get clear. Sometimes we're unclear on the emotion. We think it's anger, but really it's actually sadness. So really being able to lean into that to get a better understanding. And then I always incorporate inner child work and inner child work has helped me so much. And maybe I'll do a separate episode about inner child work. It's basically the basis of all of the work that I do, the coaching that I do. But 
what does my inner child need to hear right now? Remembering that there's a version of you inside that is the one that's driving this. When you are triggered, when something comes up, it is most likely this version of you, this inner child. So what does she need to hear? What can you give her? And lastly, with all of that said, with all of that put on the page, and you get to reflect on that, you get to look at that, see what's come up. What does the highest version of me, the best version of me actually believe? What do I believe to be true? Because this gives you the opportunity to shift a perspective. Can I see my stories for what they are? Can I see myself saying, oh my God, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable, right? And I'm feeling that like a pit in my stomach and it feels so heavy. And my inner child really needs to hear that I've got her and she's loved and that I'll never abandon her, right? And what my highest self believes to be true is that I am good enough, right? I am worthy. I am lovable. I know that. It brings you out of the depths of the feeling and into, okay, what's actually going to serve me, right? And what's going to serve me is some positive things about myself that I do know to be true. But at that moment in time, I was in the depths of some big emotions and that's okay. Another thing that can happen when we get triggered or we sort of spiral when we um, fall back into an old pattern is we start to lose our good habits, our healthy habits. We sort of fall off the bandwagon, right? And this can be detrimental to our progress. It doesn't mean that we've gone backwards. It doesn't mean that we're a failure. And I want to like, I want to make a point of that. But there is something to be said about being able to keep the discipline that you have, even when you feel yourself in the depths. And this is growth. This is growth. So for example, for me, what I used to do is if something came up and it was too big and I couldn't deal with it, I would get drunk. Okay, that's the thing. I'd turn to drinking and if I was single, I'd probably go and sleep around. I'd probably go and find somebody to have sex with. That's how I dealt with it. I know that's not a healthy coping mechanism, okay? It's not a healthy habit. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve my highest self. So now, obviously I'm sober and it's benefited me no end. But if I can't sort of indulge in those unhealthy habits, I actually have to sit with myself, right? I actually have to be with the shit, which is really uncomfortable, but totally worth it. So focusing on the basics in this time, if you are having a challenging time, focus on the fundamentals. And I'm talking good nutrition. I'm talking about moving your body on a daily basis, even if that's a walk, I don't care, but you're moving energy, you're moving your body, you're moving the vessel and staying hydrated right? Drinking enough water, getting enough sunlight, okay? We need sunlight, we need the vitamin D, it's great for us. And having a support system, having the people in your life, knowing the people in your life, and it might be one fucking person in your life, but knowing that there's somebody that you can speak to and you can be your authentic self with and you can have support from. They're the basics. So if you can't focus on anything else in those moments, it's like focus on that, right? Bring yourself back to that. Because sure, going and indulging in alcohol, indulging in sex, porn, drugs, whatever feels really good in the moment, but it's not serving you in the long run. And that's not where our growth comes from. Our growth comes from the resilience of being able to sit with the discomfort and actually move through the really difficult shit. So I just want to say that healing is, it's always a journey 
it's never a destination. There is no destination. The destination is death because this is a complete journey and we'll always be faced with something else. Something else is going to challenge us and it's not about not having challenges. It's about how you can navigate those challenges. And you can navigate the challenges a lot better when you've got a regulated nervous system, some good habits and some good people in your life. And that you give yourself the ability to actually feel and acknowledge that it's okay to, to have these things happen again and again. It's not a failure. It's okay to fuck up. It's okay to make mistakes. You're allowed to feel everything that you need to. And as we do this and as we go through that, it's discovery, it's growth, it's evolution, it's teachers, it's lessons, and that's life. If this episode resonated with you, please reach out, let me know. If you're going through something at the moment, if something is challenging you, I'm sending you so much love and I see you. And just know that it's temporary and it will get better. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you would share it on your Instagram and tag me at Megan Scully underscore. Until next time, my love. <laughs>